BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What is up, Raider Nation? Your old buddy, old buddy, new buddy, whatever. I'm a buddy. Uh, Murph, coming to you once again with the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. That is the RFR Rundown because Raiders Fan Radio is too much of a mouthful. So instead, we just shorten it up to the RFRR, and that's where we take the uh, Raiders stories, the recent stories of the week, and uh, we, we bring them out to you. And uh, I don't do this show alone. I do it with my best friend and yours, the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Southern Annex of the Murph Fan Cave Desk. He is Swag Jeff. Well, yeah. Well, What's yeah. Swaggo? What's up, man? Well, you're you're a new buddy. You're an old buddy. I'm, you're not getting any younger, that's for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's it's good to be here for for a Raiders fan radio RFR rundown. Uh, because you know what? As the season gets closer and we got so much to talk about, we can't fit it all into the proper show. So we gotta, you know, we gotta space it out a little bit and just give, do a little quick hit. Got to do I mean? quick hits, man. Because you're right. There's so much to get to. Uh, so if we were to do Raiders fan radio proper and include everything we wanted to talk about. It'd be a three-hour three hour show. show. Uh, so uh, what we're going to do tonight uh, here at the Raiders Fan Radio or the RFR Rundown is we are going to do the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about Why not? all the amazing Hall of Fame. Because we had, basically I had for Raiders Fan Radio, I had the respect segment built out to this big-ass long respect segment. Sure. And then I'm like, well, Jeff can't be here tonight yes. for when we do the show proper. Let's go ahead and record a Raiders Fan Radio Rundown and just do the Hall of Fame stuff. Absolutely. Why not? That way we kind of, you know, we kind of take it in and just like let it breathe and like talk about all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's long overdue for one guy. You know what I mean? Oh so my yeah, gosh, you see, you know, so we got to we got to let it breathe for a minute. You know, we yeah. got to we. I mean, because some people are still coming down off that high. You know, we know some people that were there at the at in Canton and all that. Uh, you know, of course we we got to see our boy Gorilla Rilla out there. I mean, there was tons of people. Joker Raider was there. Uh, Houston Raider Steve was there. Got on camera a couple times. Jimmy Zebok was Jimmy out there. Jimmy Zebok was there, man. Captain so we, Jack Rackham. Yep. Yep. The Raider. Yeah. Yar. Yeah. Evers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we were we were all well represented presented there and so you know I, I mean for for a long time coming cliff branch has been deserved deserving of the hall of fame finally gets in and you know yeah we just got to bathe in it for a minute it's got to bathe in it man and you're right and you know there's such a long storied um career 
for Cliff and yes. definitely uh, deserving of the Hall of Fame. We've covered the stats numerous times, and if you paid attention to any of the stuff that went on this weekend, I mean, you, you clearly saw all the, um, uh, the, the accolades and the reasons why uh, he went in. But not only did Cliff Branch have a storied career, but really the Raiders – have such a storied history uh, with the Hall of Fame. So for our first audio bite tonight, uh, let's check in with the Raiders kind of as they cover their Hall of Fame history. The enshrinement is a reflection of a life's work, a reflection of a love affair with the greatest game the world has ever known. But this honor is a testament to a great organization and to all the capable people who have poured their talent, enthusiasm, loyalty into the greatness of the Raiders and the Raiders legend and mystique. It's my honor for enshrinement in the Hall of Fame to present to you the great Fred Blitnikoff, my friend Jim Otto Hall of Famer, the great Willie Brown, the indestructible Hall of Famer Ted Hendricks, Ladies and gentlemen, the great number 78, Art Shell. All right, Raider Nation, I need to hear it. Raiders! Give me chills, dude. I, for one, believe that being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the most prestigious individual honor in all of sports. It started out with a dream, and part of that dream is coming to an end today. When you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. Believe me, I was fortunate enough to wear it. Without the Raiders, without that team spirit out there and the pride and poise, the winning attitude, I wouldn't be here today. This is a day that is truly beyond description. We walk through the Hall of Fame and the history of professional football just seems to come alive. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this Hall of Fame. Thank you for allowing me to touch all of your lives in a special way. Through this bust, with these guys, in that hall, we will be forever. Our motto is a commitment to excellence. And I told Al that I should have been committed a long time ago. <laughs> that was Hendrix. As I take my place in history, Hopefully, I can always look back and remember this moment. Just win, baby. Dude, isn't that so good, man, to hear? You know, you hear all, I'm, you know, I mean, yeah. Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, Ted Hendricks, I mean, you, Ronnie Lott, Tim Brown, like, yeah. you hear them all, man. Isn't that so good? It's, it's so good, man. I mean, it's just great to hear Al's voice. And, you know, and talking about the mystique of the Raiders and, and, and what the organization meant to him. And then all the players doing the same thing, man. That's just, oh, it's just, that's amazing to hear. You know, you hear Madden in there and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Raider Nation is family and this, and these teammates are family and stuff like that. But, you know, but, you know, all these people going into the Hall of Fame, I mean, that's forever. You it's know, forever, I mean, it's man. Forever, man. It's like 300 of these dudes. I know. Like, you know what I mean? There's not very many of them that, 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 yeah. that, that get inducted. And to have so many Raiders represented, man, is just absolutely incredible. And so, you know, one of the things that Al took 
so much pride in right was i believe at the time and i'm pretty sure it still stands that he inducted more members of the hall of fame than anybody yes um everybody that you just heard there player wise pretty much got inducted by al and um and you know and all the the raider greats did um as long as al was alive and then uh, so then we knew that mark was going to be part of the induction process for cliff now mark didn't give the speech but he was there to induct uh, Cliff Branch, who was, we all know is his best friend. Right. Um, and so this is really cool. Check out this soundbite from Mark. I'm going to play this, and I want to get your immediate, without me setting it up at all. I'm just going to play it, and then I want to hear your feedback on it. Um, I believe this is the third or fourth time we played. We're undefeated here, so let's see if we can keep it that way. Well, I, I, I even take the word finally out. It, it means so much to have Cliff Branch in the Hall of Fame. Um, unfortunately, he's not here with us today, but he knew he was a Hall of Famer, and that his day would come. And uh, today, or in, and, and Saturday, he will officially be in the Hall of Fame. He'll get to undrape his bust, and it'll be one of the proudest moments of my life. Uh, yeah, I mean, like father, like son, right? You know, that's what Al took pride in. You know, he took pride in, in you know, putting in Fred Bolitnikoff and, and John Madden and Art Shell and Jim Otto and Ted Hendry, all these guys. I mean, that was, you know, that was his goal. You know, he brought in and wanted to build the best organization in all of sports. And what signifies the best team and players in professional sports is you make it into that Hall of Fame. You are the best of the best. And so that was his goal is to put all of his players into the Hall of Fame. And so now to see Mark follow in those footsteps and, you know, and get to induct not only, you know, this new era where Mark has taken over and he's doing that, but that was Al's guy. Like, I mean, that was like one of the last, you know, pieces or whatever of Al's regime that, you know, I mean, had such a huge impact play in, play out, game in, game out. I mean, that was that was his dad's guy. And so, you know, yeah, of course, it's one of the proudest moments of his life. Why wouldn't it be? That's amazing, dude. So, yeah, I'm so glad to hear you say that. And, and I've got a great segue because I've got an Al clip uh, coming up here. What Al talks about, what the difference that Fre uh, Fred, that Cliff made when he took the field. And what's interesting about those comments, too, from Mark is that he says the proudest moments of my life. Like, I don't know a lot about Mark Davis's personal life, but like considering that he had he fulfilled his father's legacy by getting a stadium built, you know, like, you know, you know, he's got this incredible like run of success with the Raiders since he's taken over the organization. But this, this moment, this is one of the proudest of his life. That just like something about that, man. It wasn't when I took over the Raiders from my dad. It wasn't when we got the Legion Stadium that first day there. What no, inducting his best friend in the Hall of Fame. Like that's that that's a very resounding thing to me for Mark Davis to use those words and and just a testament to the connection that he had. And that's why, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Al took all that pride in all those players being great enough to be in the Hall of Fame, but then they chose him to induct them. Sure. So now it makes me think of like about Mark's legacy, like if it's Hunter, you know, if one of these days we see Hunter Renfro get a jacket or Max Crosby or Derek Carr or, you know what I mean? Like, are those guys, you know, going to Mark Davis and saying, I want Mark to put me in. I want Mark to be the guy that inducted Darren Waller. Darren Waller 100% found his, who, and shout out to Bustin' with the Boys, too, by the way, with Darren Waller on their latest podcast. Yes. Um, but Darren Waller, like, if it's not, it's all completely under Mark. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so anyways, and yep. all these players are, frankly. But, like, yep. I don't know. I just think about that and, like, the guys that are likely, 
at least have a potential to be Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, and I love that you brought up Waller there because, you know, I mean, you know, if you're familiar with Darren Waller's story at all, you know, I mean, basically the league was done with him. You know, he was a, he was a, what? I mean, I guess he still considers himself a drug addict, you know, a recovering, you know. Right, uh, you never stop. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll be an addict forever. But, uh, but, you know, the league gave up on him. He kind of gave up on himself and, you know, kind of got clean and started doing the right things and made it to the Ravens practice squad and stuff like that. And then the Raiders took a chance on him. Now, who else does that remind you of? Al oh, Davis. Oh, let's go, Jeff. You know what I mean? Al Davis you know, kind of went out on a limb and took chances on people and brought them back to greatness. And that's what the Raiders did for a guy like Darren Waller. So it would shock me if Darren Waller made it to the Hall of Fame and didn't ask Mark to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great point, man. Great point. Yeah, that's um, it's going to be interesting to see. And hopefully these guys will rattle off a championship and uh, or two or five. And, well, then, yeah. uh, and then it'll definitely be a uh, big time topic of discussion when it comes to their retirements. But anyways, let's get back onto the the Hall of Fame here. So uh, as Jeff talked about, you know Al Davis, you know Cliff was was his guy. Cliff was the epitome of the Al Davis offense. Of that, he was that he was the next version of Warren Wells, that guy that could stretch the field and unmatched speed and all that good stuff. Uh, and so let's talk about or let's check in with Al as he talks about Cliff's impact on the field. The great Cliff Branch. When we come out of the huddle, the defense wants to know where he is right away because he's going to put instant pressure. Now we would move Branch around. We would move him from the left side to the right side and in different locations. But we knew, and they knew, that if they didn't do something to stop him right away, we were going to him and we'd get the big play, and he could deliver. I love that yeah, man. He could. Absolutely, he could. And you know, it was such a, it was such a unique thing. Yes, I, I mentioned that the Raiders did that with Warren Wells, and of course, Daryl Lamonica throwing you know sixty yard bombs to Warren and all that. But Cliff was Cliff was the one that really took that that idea of stretching the field to the next level. Sure, and, you know, and I and I, I even hate to say this, but like it almost hurt Al in the because he was always chasing that. It felt like whether you look at the, all the different fast receivers we had from James Jett and Lofton and right. you know Darius Hayward Bay and like all, he was constantly chasing. Well, he didn't want first downs. He wanted touchdowns. He wanted touchdowns. So he was chasing that like ridiculously fast, sure wide receiver. But that's a testament to Cliff's talent. None of them could do what Cliff did, yep. not to the level of effectiveness, anyways. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean you know, Cliff Branch was Tyree Kill before long before Tyree Kill. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, was he's what, responsible for guys like that. You know what I mean? He kind of set the precedent for that. You know that undersized a little bit, but could yeah. still body you up and go get the ball. Totally. Just like unfortunately, we've seen Tyreek Hill do the Raiders enough times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like it becomes almost like a tip drill. You know what I mean? Where you got two guys down at the goal line or whatever else to go up and get the ball, and the shorter guy wins. You know what I mean? Like yep. that was what Cliff was, and so, anyways, it's it's absolutely un- unbelievable to what he was doing at the time. This is back when you could still mug the wide receivers. You know they they don't have the freedoms that they do now in today's NFL. Um, there wasn't even a passing league. It was a fourteen game season. Like you think about all the things that were literally like stacked up against Cliff Branch having the career that he did. And he did it anyways, right? You know, like um, absolutely generational talent. Um, here's one of my favorites. So speaking of all these big plays, um, Jim Plunkett, who was not famous for throwing the deep ball, um, does share the record with Cliff, though, for the longest Raiders touchdown. Do you know how long that was? 
Uh, I think he went all the way, 99. 99 yards. And, and when you listen to Cliff, he'll tell you it should have been 99 and a half because literally, like, Plunkett is bowed on the goal line when he throws that thing. You can't get higher than 99 in the NFL. But if you could, it would – I mean, it was, a, for all intents and purposes, a 100-yard pass. Sure. And so he throws it, like, 20, 30 yards. It's not even 30 yards. It's, like, 20 yards downfield. Cliff gets on the other side of this of defensive back, and it's a foot race all the way to the end zone. And, of course, no one was beating Cliff in a foot race. So let's check in with that play and listen to Cliff Branch go for 99 yards against the uh, Washington then Redskins. Play play. Tuck it back. Throw it. Way up the field. Branch, plenty of room. Makes the catch at the 35. Oh, man, I love, it's like when you're playing Madden, yeah, and you know you got that like few steps on your uh, on that defensive back, and you just float it out there. That's what Absolutely. it was like. It was just kind of a floated pass down the sideline, and Cliff catches it in stride. And boom, he's just freaking gone, man. Yeah, that's all you had to do with twenty one. That's all you had to you do. You know what I mean? Get him open. Yep, that's get, it. Get him open, man. He'll do the rest. All right, so um, so that's pretty cool there. Um, but so all right, so we heard from Mark, we heard from Al, we heard from us, right. <laughs> Which one of these is not like the other? <laughs> uh, but let's listen to Cliff. Let's, yeah, check why in with, not? let's check in with Cliffy B and hear him talk about being a Raider. As a kid, you have dreams and, and want to be a professional athlete. I couldn't be more blessed to be in an organization that's going to throw the football. Throwing the bomb for Branch. Touchdown, Raiders! Most defensive back there to my speed because I could run by people pretty easily. It's been a fulfilling dream. Yeah, you could say that. It's been a yeah. foundation for me to grow as a man and to have a great career. Throwing the bomb to Branch. I mean, winning a championship is what you play in sports for. So let me do it three times. Yeah, why not? It's been my life. It's been the ultimate thing for me to be a part of, and I've been really blessed and honored to be a, an Oakland Raider. You know, it's just it. It's crazy how and I and I was texting you about this during the during the the Hall of Fame ceremony and all that. Like I got cho- I got pretty choked up, you know. And and it, that might be crazy for coming from a guy like me who hasn't been a Raider fan his entire life. Oh right, right, right. I yeah. was not alive to see Cliff Branch play one snap. You know what I mean? But like just to see what he means to this organization and what the organization meant to him. Like, I mean, that's just like, it's so poetic. It's so beautiful. And, you know, it just, you know, it makes me proud to don the shield on my hat because he did that too. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, it's so cool. That's awesome, man. Very, very well said, Jeff. And you know, it's, you know, you're right. The, the, The reverence that the organization has for Cliff was matched by his reverence for the organization. And um, I would think that those things are a close match to the reverence that we as fans have for Cliff Branch. And we love, I mean, you know, whether you were around for it or not. I mean, and I was a very young kid. You know what I mean? When when they won their Super Bowl in 83, I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was very young at the time. Um, So, But it was one of those kind of guys. He just basically transcends it. And he meant so much to us fans. That's our guy. You know what I mean? And And... Cliff recognized that, and he also had reverence for the fan base. And in Elaine Anderson's speech, his sister, who I thought was awesome, great speech, um, 
you know, because you see like players and stuff, like they're used to kind of giving speeches, especially these high profile guys. Sure. Like Baselli, like Tony Baselli, like he preaches all the time and like, you know, he like being at the pulpit, being at the podium. Sure. That's not a new thing for him. But Miss Elaine Anderson, that's not her thing. Like she's not. So for her to go up there and do what an amazing job she did. Yes. Um, uh, giving Cliff's induction speech was incredible. And one of the things that she detailed was about how Clifford, as she calls him, uh-huh. is about how Clifford loved Raider fans. Clifford was drafted by the Oakland Raiders, and when this occurred, his blood turned silver and black. Love that. So good. It was Al Davis who said, the fire that burns brightest is the will to win. Clifford was born with the will to win. Thanks to Al Davis and John Madden, who treated Clifford like family. To his BFF, Mark Davis, and Mark's mother, Carol, and also Coach Tom Flores. Thank you to the anti-Raider organization. Thank you to the Raider fans. Oh, how he loved y'all. Let's go. It was the fans. It was the fans who posted at every game, Speed Kills, number 21, Cliff Branch. Clifford loved that. Thank you to everyone who poured into Clifford, enabling him to be the best that he could be. Oh, dude. Isn't that amazing? So good. So freaking I get good. more. I'm feeling more in my feelings about it now than when I watched it live. Yeah. So good, man. Yeah. So good. And uh, yeah, and nothing more iconic than that speed kills sign and Cliff's Corners, they Holy called it. Holy cow. They're in the Oakland Coliseum, and especially, you know, there's those, those great NFL films of him running and catching the ball over his shoulder and running into the end zone uh-huh, with that big sign. You see it right there, yeah. That's so good, man. So freaking good. It's so good. So, all right, so there is for the, 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 the late and great, of course, uh, Cliff Branch. Uh, much respect. Um, you know, Raider in peace. And it's, it's, I'll just say this last thing, and I hate to end on a, on a negative note, but I will say this. Let's do the right effing thing, Hall of Fame, and get these guys in while they're alive to be able to enjoy it. Nothing meant more to Cliff post his playing career than his induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he and everybody else knew he was deserving of it. And he never hesitated to bring it up. You could almost say the same thing with Stabler. And now we've got two posthumous inductees. You know, we lost Tatum a long time ago. So if Jack Tatum ever gets in, there's no way around that. And I don't think that that would be as egregious. But like a guy like Lester Hayes. Well, and I, yeah. What the hell are we waiting for? Yeah. What are we waiting on? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And I think a lot of the former players and the people that are in the Hall of Fame uh, are, are and not, they recognize that and they realize that, that the Pro Football Hall of Fame made two horrible mistakes not getting number 12 and not getting number 21 into the hall of fame when they could actually give an acceptance speech and wear the wear the yellow jacket and all that kind of stuff and so i mean you see a guy like charles woodson right now he is lobbying so hard for judge right now oh is it, he oh my gosh yes good, good. he's been okay. yeah he's posting all over the place and talk like get this man into the hall of fame now Good. Like, yeah. So I mean, so he's they've got a lot of people in their corner. Uh, uh, Lester Hayes does and stuff like that. So come on, do the right thing. Do the right thing because that's the next guy. Yeah. I mean, I because you know I get it. If um, you know, I, look, I, I mean, of course we're gonna you know say it from the rooftops about Tatum and you know even a Villapiano or whatever. Sure. There's plenty of, of of guys. You know, um, 
I'm not on the Plunkett thing. I hate to say that. I just, you know, I know he won two Super Bowls, but, you know, you guys have heard my thing about Jim before, and that's not a dig at Jim. I've never been more starstruck to meet a Raider in my life than when I met Jim Plunkett. Um, that's not a shot at him. But even back in the day, like, it was like, he wasn't known as a prolific passer. You know what I mean? And, like, anyways, but point being, he's not picking on Jim. But Lester's the guy. That's the guy next to the next guy. on the list. That's, like, that's an undeniable guy. He's yeah. got the stats. He's got the rings. He's got, you know, to me, definitively, what makes you a Hall of Famer? Were you the best at your position in the time in which you played? Yeah. Doesn't he still co-hold an NFL record for most interceptions? I believe in so. 14, 14. right? 14. I was yep. just going to say, yeah, I don't think that that one's ever been beat. Mm-mm. So, like, you know, and he's got two freaking championship rings and played in the greatest secondary or at least cornerback duo of all time Holy with him and Haynes. Hell. Yeah. Like, so, like, there's nothing around Lester that doesn't say – Hall of Fame. So, like, what's the freaking deal? Like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. And so, you know, there was no better than him in the time in which he played. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where, like, again, and that's where you could get in the conversations around other. Was Cliff Branch one of, if not the best, in the time in which he played? Hell yes. That's why it was egregious when Drew Pearson and Harold Carmichael went in ahead of him. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, look at even in our own team, man. Fred Belenikoff went in 1988. Yeah, you know, they, they were the one-two pair. They were the best wide receivers in the league for a long time. And I mean, and it, it, so Fred Belenikoff goes in in '88, and 44 years later is when Cliff Branch comes come on, in. Jeff. Like, come on, man. Yeah. What the hell are we waiting on? What are we doing? Right. So yeah, come on, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Do the right damn thing. Do the thing. right damn thing. What year did Haynes go in? Mike Haynes has been in the Hall of Fame for a long time. Yeah, a long time. I don't even know. We'll look it up here during the next the next break. But like, it's been a hot minute. Since uh, since Mike Haynes have been inducted to the Hall of Fame, so I'm with you. Let's uh, and and hey and applaud the goat, applaud Charles Woodson for doing that, and, yes, uh, and you know what I mean, and bringing that up and pushing that narrative because hey, goat, we need you, we need you absolutely. All right, let me go ahead and uh, let's hit an audio break here, and then uh, we're gonna get into uh, the next inductee, the next Raider inductee into this Hall of Fame, and that is uh, the what, Mike I, Mike Haynes win in 1997, dude. 1997. I don't do math, but I'm pretty sure that's 25 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. 25 effing years ago. Let's go, Hall of Fame. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. Me too, Brent. Me too. to Raiders Fan Radio with the real star of the show, Little Murph, and my sidekick, Uncle Mosh. There used to be a third guy, too, but I kick him out. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard that one. You never heard that one? Uh-uh. Yeah, he was talking about Sonny. Nice. <laughs> Little Murph kicked him out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to the, to the next Raiders. So listen, full disclosure here, I, we had talked about this guy a lot on the show. And I'm talking about Richard Seymour, who also went in. And Richard Seymour was in that kind of class of Raider to me of, yes, and I know there's been a lot of Raider greats that have come in and played the back end of their careers with the silver and black. And I, I know that's a very common theme with our team. And I don't begrudge a lot of the players that have done that. And, and many, many of them have, from Rod Woodson to Jerry Rice to whatever. We, it's a long-ass list. Sure. Um, Justin Tuck. Richard's, Marshawn Lynch. There you go. Yeah. So Richard Seymour was in that 
realm for me. Sure. And the time in which he played for the Raiders, we were awful. Right. I mean, these are dog shit football teams that we were playing on. So although he and Tommy Kelly were pretty good on the interior, the rest of the frick, I mean, it was, there was nothing to root for back then. You know, I think he had his highest sack total he had with the Raiders was like eight. Um, came in one of those years in the four years that he played with. Anyways, point being, though, is that, like, I didn't, like, have a lot of reverence for him as a Raider because the teams were just terrible. Like, if anything, Namdi was the guy that stood out because Namdi was the guy we drafted. Sure. Al cultivated, took him from safety, moved him to corner, whatever. I mean, he was this great player. Richard Seymour was just this kind of like an also ran that came over from New England because they jettisoned their players right before they, you know, hit that last payday, blah, 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 blah. So, all right. So all that said, I wasn't really stoked for this thing. Sure. Then I heard him speak. Yeah. Go, yeah. F- go figure that. And, and I don't know if I would even say shame on me by not giving him a chance, but we never heard him. Like I never heard unless somebody wants to hit me to it. I don't remember Richard Seymour being on like talk shows and like whatever else doing interviews and whatever, talking about his reverence for the Raiders. I don't ever remember that. Yeah. So for him to have had this hall of fame worthy career in new England, which is clearly a reason that he's going in the hall of fame. Totally. But then to take time on and off the stage to talk about his reverence for the Raiders. Respect dude. Much Respect. So let's check in with Seymour as on stage. He talks about growing up a Raider fan. And it's these values that put me in position to serve as captain during my next act, playing for another legendary owner and franchise. I grew up a huge Raider fan, so spending my last four years in Oakland, I see you over there. (laughs) Spending my last four years in Oakland, learning under the late, great Al Davis, was an unexpected gift. Mr. Davis was a coach, commissioner, and Super Bowl champion. But above all else, he was a great leader because he welcomed and listened to every voice. It didn't matter if you were man, woman, black, white, gay, or straight. He believed that football was a game of values. And Mark Davis continues to serve as a beacon today lighting that torch because he knows it makes football better and it's the right thing to do. As the mantra goes, once a Raider. Let's go. Thank you. I love it. Let's go. I love it. Yes. Thank you. So hearing that live, you know what my response to that, Jeff, was? Okay. Shit. That's all you had to say. <laughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. Like, man, like, wow, refreshing to hear that, man. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, and shouted out the fans as well, too, and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I was with you. You know, I mean, also, I freaking hate the Patriots. So, you know, yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know, so, a, you know, a guy like that. But I mean, I, you know, I didn't pay much attention to the Raiders back then and stuff like that. I didn't even know Richard Seymour played for the Raiders until not too, too long ago, honestly. <laughs> and, you know, but yeah, I mean, the guy's got, you know, huge respect for the Raiders, understands what it means to be a Raider and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, the, the guy grew up a Raider fan. I mean, come on. Let's go, man. Let's go. 
And you should so, get in the Hall of Fame just for that, right? Just for that. If you were, <laughs> if you grew up a Raider fan, <laughs> and then you got to play for him, like you're yeah. automatic Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, so he so grows up a Raider fan, has this career in New England. The, but then he goes to go play in Oakland, and he talks about playing uh, in the black hole, which is really cool. I'll say this to all my Raider fans. Once a Raider, always a Raider. And, um, you know, uh, the great late Al Davis, you know, he traded for me when I was a Patriot. And, you know, he said, uh, hey, Richard, you know, we like tough, you know, physical um, talents. And, you know, I was able to, when I came there, um, Tommy Kelly was there, another guy that I truly respect. And, you know, it's a big, tough, physical defensive lineman. And, you know, also then uh, for me to go as a defensive lineman and play in the back hole, um, that meant so much to me as well, you know, just to be a defensive player to play in um, for the Raiders and the rich history that it's always had in the traditions. Um, it's, it's truly an honor. So good. Well, yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, how fun is that? Yeah, very, very cool, man. So good stuff there from Richard Seymour. I got one more for you here. So this is pretty cool. So this is another thing where I just, you know, I hearing him say things like this makes me earn or not earn like he cares what we respect. Right, right, right. But it just like it as a fan, like it endeared me so much more to hear him uh, say some of the things that he said. And this last one here, he talks about consulting with Mark Davis and like Mark Davis has never been shy to reach out to, to players and, and whoever else from the past to inform his present. And that again is a very Al Davis-y thing to do. Totally. So to hear that Seymour is involved in that, Again, very, very cool stuff. So let's check in with him on that. I often go back to the relationships that I've cultivated over the years. And, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of my teammates and a lot of coaches uh, there. And, you know, even, um, you know, me and Mark Davis, you know, speak often just in, you know, just the direction of the organization and that, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, for me, uh, it I, I'm really speechless, you know, because you know, football is a lot of me so much. And to be here now as a Pro Football Hall of Famer, um, we'll be in Vegas now. So I'll just come and uh, maybe light the torch for uh, with, with my gold jacket on. Shit, that's all you had to say. <laughs> You're not kidding, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Doesn't that make you like want to go out and get a '92 jersey now? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I'm. Like, I'll go buy well, one yeah, tomorrow. You'll buy one tomorrow. You know, just Swag Jeff will get one. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude. Like, how cool is that? I mean, and I love that he's a part of that, and I hope he continues to be a part of that. You know, they have all those alumni weeks and days and stuff like that where Fred and you know all those guys that go out there and stuff like that and you know so yeah so I hope he's a part of that I mean especially hearing what the last 10 minutes of this show like I mean yeah I got much respect for that guy absolutely and you know what's going to be interesting is that and I don't know what the weeks are where they're going to do it but a lot of times like when you have and they've done it with all the Raiders that have been inducted in the Hall of Fame, and I'm assuming they're going to do it with Cliff, that they'll do at halftime of one of the games, one of the home games, they'll do a little ceremony there at midfield. They did it with Madden. They did it with Stabler. They did, I mean, they yep. do it with everybody. And um, basically where they, they come out in their jackets and whatnot. And so it'll be interesting if Richard Seymour does that. And I, and, and I would welcome it. And I would promise. Why not? I promise you that all, whatever, however many thousands of people are at Allegiant Stadium are going to applaud this man for everything that he had to say. And if you don't, then shame on you. Shame on you. Then yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, I know he was a Patriot. And I know we hate him. Yes, don't save me that. I get it. But for what, just those sound bites that we played tonight, yeah. if that doesn't win you Lyle Alzado was a Bronco. You know what I mean? Thank and you. we love Lyle. You know what I mean? Like, you know, holy cow. So Romanowski was a Bronco and a Niner. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Jerry Rice was the worst of the worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I know we don't claim Jerry really, but hey, I claim man, him kinda. He was on a team that we went to the Super Bowl with. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Rod Woodson was a stealer. Ain't nobody denouncing Rod Woodson. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just that, but the difference was is that the Raiders didn't win when Seymour was there. You know what I mean? If the right. Raiders would have been making the playoffs back then, you know what I'm Holy saying? Holy cow, yeah. Yeah. Because ain't nobody shouting down Tom Rathman or Ronnie Lott. You know what I mean? Harvey Williams. I mean, this, this stuff, there's a long history of, yes. of Raiders that were made their, you know, mark on the league with teams that we don't like. So Absolutely. easy on Big Rich here. All right. I got one more for you, then we're going to get out of here for the night, Swag Jeff. Okay. We're all about full circles. Absolutely. Let's complete the circle. Let's complete it. So this was cool. So the Raiders obviously played in the Hall of Fame game. Yes. The Raiders got up there, uh, from best I could tell, like a day early. Um, so they, they could tour the Hall of Fame on their own accord. And, of course, all the camera crews were there and everything. And it was sure. great. You see these amazing um, pictures of, like, Max Crosby looking out over all the different busts. And, like, oh there's one of him looking at Howie, uh-huh. which is phenomenal. It's so just like, good. Yeah, they took a similar picture with Derek and Stabler. Like, I mean, like, just, oh, it was so cool. So good, right? Like, connecting the past to the present is just yes. such an amazing thing. And so here's something that's really fun. And so, like, when I visited the Hall of Fame, um, they had the wire telegram of Al Davis commuting with the Denver Broncos on Willie Brown's trade. Yes. And I took a picture of it. It's freaking awesome, so right? So cool. So what they had out there on display, because they had old Raider display there, they had Derek Carr's draft card. And so this is cool. I think I have it here. Oh, shoot. No, it's not here on my list. <laughs> Where the hell is that? Hold on. Uh, pick me up here, Swag Jeff, while I'm looking for this thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and, and I think you can also find the video or whatever uh, of Derek looking at that. But, yeah, so he's he's out there at the Hall of Fame and stuff like that, and they're interviewing him, and he goes, he goes, look what I got in my hand right here. That This this card is what was read on the stage in the 20, 2014 draft. Uh, or 2014 or 15, sorry. 14. 14, yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, and what's significant and so cool about that is that uh, that was, so Willie Brown made the pick. Yes. And that was Willie Brown's last pick. Let's go, dude. Yeah. They got my draft card. I remember the great Willie Brown holding this right here, calling my name, and I was a Raider about nine years ago. And I'm still here. We're just getting started. Love it, dude. Yeah. So cool. So cool, love, man. Love it when everything freaking like connects back. Yeah. Ring ring theory, they call that, Jeff. Is that what they call they that? They call that ring theory. Do the kids say that? Kids say that. Yeah, they, you hear a lot about uh, like mythical storytelling. Oh, okay. Like, uh, you know, whatever, like the Iliad and the Odyssey and Star Wars and like all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. You hear about ring theory when things have echoes of one another and they, and they, they wrap you, you wrap yourself in the past and in, in the present. Uh-huh. So let's hope. That uh, by connecting, of course, the late, great Willie Brown, Derek Carr, the past Raiders, the future Raiders. Yeah. And you know what? And I think that's so that's so important. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously the league, you know, scheduled this whenever all this stuff came out and stuff like that. And that's before we hired Josh McDaniels and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, to see how closely knit 
the team was last year when they faced adversity. And like, I mean, and, and it's and it's still going strong now. I mean, you go back, you, you go listen to Bustin' with the Boys, the podcast with Darren Waller that they just uh, that they just dropped today. They talk about that, like how closely knit the team is and stuff okay. like that. And I just think it's so cool and it was so important for all of these players to go to the Hall of Fame and go see these Raider guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. Because you know what? Because I bet that's how the 83 team was. I bet that's how the 80 team was. Just, I mean, just freaking just brothers and, you know, a band of brothers. And so, I mean, it's just so cool. And I thought, I mean, I think that's, it's super important for all those guys to see where the team has been and now to see where it's going. Oh, Jeff, that's awesome, man. A hundred percent. I could not agree with you more. Uh, what a unique opportunity for the Raiders this year. And, uh, you know, like, and, and, he, and oddly enough, we likely have the most competitive football team we've fielded in an awful, oh. awful long time. So to yeah. now have those things connect, and that, now hopefully we can bring it when we get on the field this year. That's going to be a freaking awesome yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and 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 you know, and to go back on that because I just listened to the po- it's one of my favorite podcasts that the Bustin' with the Boys has ever done. But uh, but they they asked him, Will asked him, goes, "What do you think about this offense, man? What's that offense going to do?" He goes, "Explosive." Explosive. Oh, I mean, nice! So even the players, I mean, it's it's gonna be so fun. They it's know what's be up. Freaking money. That yep. is cool, man. Yep. That is cool. All right, so um, all right, so I got one more thing for you. So while you're talking about that, go ahead and and, and tell us a little bit about because I think we can announce it now officially. What do we have going on, Jeff? Uh, coming up towards the end of September, uh, our big tailgate. Speaking of the busting with the boys, guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, so September 25th. Um, Acme Feed and Seed, downtown Nashville. That is on uh, right on Broadway, right on the corner of Broadway and First Avenue in downtown Nashville. Uh, the Bustin' with the Boys crew and the Raiders fan radio crew will be co-hosting a tailgate for uh, for the Titans-Raiders game coming up September 25th. We're going to black this thing out, man. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be uh, it's going to be so much fun. At 10 o'clock, I think, is when the doors will open for that all the way up until game time when everyone will walk across the pedestrian bridge together to do that, uh, to go to the game. So, uh, so yeah, man, come and hang out. We're going to be selling merch there. We're yes. going to be, you know, we're going to be, you know, hugging all your necks and stuff like that. We want to meet you. you we want to see you. all these people that interact with us on a week to week basis on our show, emailers, callers, all that kind of stuff. We don't know what you look like, and so to, to, so to put a name with a <laughs> yeah. face on a lot of this stuff, it's going to be really, really cool and really fun, and we cannot wait to meet you and see you there. But yeah, uh, it is official now. Uh, Acme Feed and Seed, and it's a great place. It's a three-story bar. It's so much fun. It's going to be hot outside, but we'll be up hanging out on the roof. We'll be on the second floor. We'll be doing our thing, man. It's going to be it's going to be really, really fun. Absolutely, it's going to be a great time. And you know, so where where Acme is, it's on the corner of Broadway and First Avenue. There's literally nothing between you and Nissan Stadium except the Tennessee River, and there's a pedestrian bridge that walks. Don't over. swim across that; it's gross. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, but <laughs> but come and hang out with us. So the kicks off at ten. So come and hang out with us. Enjoy tailgate. Enjoy some go some good food. Um, hang out with us. Hang out with the bus and guys. Yes. If if listen, there's going to be a ton of content creators there. Our buddy Graf is coming. So many people that are associated with our show are going to be there. Yep. It's going to be, Scott Gobranson is going to be there. Like, it's going to be insane, the amount of people that you're going to see at this thing. So definitely come out and check that out. Yep. And then, and you can, and you can hang with us until like 1130 and still get to your seats in plenty of time oh, for the national for anthem. Sure. Abs- like, it's, 
Nissan Absolutely. Stadium, the ing- egress and, and uh, ingress, to getting in and out of there is super easy. It is. It's a great st- – like, you don't stand in line to, to get in. Like, if you're scanning to get in – You walk right up. It's, what, 10 minutes maybe tops? Like, maybe. It, it don't take long at all. You can get to your seats in plenty of time. Uh, so definitely come and hang with us. At least spend a good hour or so with us yeah, well, uh, you up know, until and, game time. And, and we're going to be selling a bunch of merch. If you like swag like me, you know, we're going to have we're gonna have our uh, DADC shirts there. Yes. Some Raiders fan radio shirts. Some One Nation Foundation shirts probably and uh and also the busting with the boys guys they've been known to to sell some raider some raider yeah. swag and stuff too their so boys shirts are yeah, abs- the, the, yeah they're so cool they're so cool the raider ones are yeah, bad and they just dropped a new hat a new silver and black they, hat yeah yeah they just dropped a new silver and black hat and it is oh it's so bad that's oh, cool it's right so on. badass right so yeah so make sure you you check them out as well because you know i mean I mean, Will Compton told me he might be rooting for the Raiders on on September 25th. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's so. a reason that that's a silver and black hat. Absolutely. Yeah, they got to do their two tone blue thing because they're here in Nashville. The roots of that show are here in Nashville. Yeah. But uh, Will's a Raider. Hey, Will's a Raider. Will's a Raider. You yeah. hear a hell of a lot more Raiders on their show than you do Titans. I'll just say that. Well, yeah. Absolutely. 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 So we appreciate you joining us here tonight. Uh, here on the YouTube's, uh, check us out tonight on uh, Raiders Fan Radio. Yeah, right after this drops. Yeah, huh? right after this, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. You can check it each and every week, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. You can also find us anywhere. You can find a podcast at Raiders Fan Radio. Just search it. Ask your Alexa. Ask your internet-connected device. Tell them, tell them that you want to listen to Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, that's it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, stay in your seat. Go grab another drink, whatever. We'll be back soon. Well, I won't. But they will be back soon with an ep- uh, with episode 255 of Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is always a fun show to do together. Just a quick little hit. Talk about the news. Talk about the important stuff. And, of course, Cliff Branch's important stuff. So, uh, so yeah. So, thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Don't forget, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. All that other cool tagline stuff that we say at the end of every show. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, YouTube. See Good night. You 20 minutes. We're going to take a power nap. We'll be right back. <laughs>special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co mike rowe here with a radical idea if you want to see more companies make more things in this country buy more things from more companies who make things in this country I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.